Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, today I'm so excited to be able to chat with Mike Duvarney. He is the executive director at USA BMX Foundation. Now, think about all the kids in your classroom that love bikes. They love riding around in their neighborhood. Some of them even like taking them apart and fixing them. Getting a chat with Mike today is going to give you as a teacher some new ideas of some ways of thinking about how can we connect STEM with, with something that a lot of kids are interested in. So welcome to the show today, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah. And, and again, Mike is the executive director at USA BMX Foundation, which you can find at usabmxfoundation.org or on all the social medias as well. well those will be in the show notes. Um, but just give us real quick, Mike, a, a little rundown about how you came to, to working with, with STEM and, and BMX and bikes and stuff. Well, the, the short version is we're the nonprofit arm of USA BMX. USA BMX is the sanctioning body of the sport of bicycle motocross. A lot of people don't know that BMX is an acronym for bicycle motocross. Yep. Uh, we've got 300 plus tracks around the country, uh, members ranging from 18 months to 80 years of age. So we we come in and we provide STEM educational resources to schools through the foundation. And that's after school programs and summer camps as well. So really what we're looking to do is we'd like to use cycling to make STEM fun through a variety of hands-on project-based programs. We're based in Gilbert, Arizona. And so myself, you had asked, you know, I'm a father of five. I love travel, I love cooking, um, even love cats, uh, but I hated (laughs) school um, and I love learning. And, And to me, that's really where where that intersection is really what has inspired me and, 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 and continues to inspire me. So um, for 16 years, I operated sports camps around the Western U S and I was fascinated with the pedagogy and just the overall structure of camps and specifically how the lessons were progressional and where skills were built and, and what kids took away from the camp. And that led me to start studying curriculum, curriculum development and how we learn that led uh, to an opportunity for me to teach uh, at the college level for a while so after I sold my camp business and wanted to focus on education and going back to that whole learning and making learning fun um, and combining education and physical fitness, I found the perfect situation with the uh, USA BMX Foundation. That's awesome. And, and I know there's a lot of educators listening and thinking, oh, yeah, there's got to be so many different ways that you can connect, especially STEM education to, to cycling and, and bikes and things like that. So you, you guys have a bunch of different programs and, and some information and resources on your usabmxfoundation.org website, but let's just start right away with one of them, the track modeling idea. Just go ahead and tell us a little bit about that, Mike. The track modeling idea came to fruition because I was looking for a way to engage more students across a whole kind of grade level. And so I came up with this concept of, of building a track. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led to a variety of different iterations of it, um, a, a lot of frustration, a lot of failure, <laughs> and ultimately landed on this yeah. on this track modeling program. And so um, it's aligned for fourth grade. It, uh, it gives students an opportunity to conceptualize, design, and then build a replica BMX track in their, in the classroom. And not, but, not, but not fun, full size, right? 
<laughs> not full size. No, it's just scale. Scale. Sorry, scale is the operative word there. There you but go. The thing that makes it so fun is that it takes in so many different elements. So, for example, and 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 I know that you've seen it on Twitter. And if anyone's mm-hmm. looking for a visual, just scroll our Twitter, and you'll see, you know, thousands of images of kids uh, building their tracks, and they're so proud. But oh, so yeah. one of the things that's that's really nice about this is is students get an opportunity to Skype with a professional BMX rider and they get to ask them, what do they want when they're riding a track? What features do they like? What features do they not like? Mm-hmm. What was their favorite track? They also get to submit questions to a track builder, someone that does this professionally. And then most importantly, they go out to a track. They walk a track. They get a chance to see that in those videos that they were watching and learning about the different track features and berms and jumps, that turn they thought was five to 10 feet tall. They realize it's 18 to 22 feet tall. Wow. And it's sloped like a cereal bowl and they can't walk up the side of it. <laughs> so, it, you know, and, and so what they do is they get a chance to, to, to take all of these design elements, collaborate together as a group and really build something based on their own imagination and their own experiences. There's a heavy, heavy uh, project-based learning here and also a social emotional learning, a lot Mm -hmm. of drama around incorporating each other's designs and why did you choose mine or not mine or why, you know, why are we doing this versus that Um, students vote on their roles in the project. So that this program is, is something that, We've seen a, a tremendous demand for, we have a wait list right now of, of, of 200 plus schools that wow. are waiting for just this, right, of just this program. Um, and really it comes down to, to funding. And so we try to provide as uh, many of these programs as we can for free. Uh, this mm-hmm. particular program is really unique because of the, the dirt, right? Kids love playing in dirt. Kids get oh, to yeah, build yeah. Their, this track. And, if, and, and again, if you've seen the images, what these kids create out of this dirt and sculpt is truly phenomenal. So the track modeling program is something we're really proud of. It gives students an opportunity to really just figure out what it is that they want to create. And then they go and build it. And oftentimes that leads to our track was going to have tunnels and jumps and turns. And they (laughs) realize that (laughs) that's probably not how it's going to go. And so they have to, they have to jump into that engineering design process which is such a fundamental part of this right. and pause and say, okay, that's not going to work, but what can we do? Or what can we use to make that work? Exactly. And what you gotta, students come up with is amazing. Yeah. To be able to think about how do I actually get that dirt to go up the side? How do I can able to construct this in a way it takes some, um, some problem solving. It takes, uh, like you said, talking about uh, design thinking and, and the, that project-based learning is so important where a kid, like you said, has to work as a team. And so they're getting those kind of things as well. But I can imagine as a teacher being able to connect this to uh, any type of geology or or thinking about soils and the earth, being able to connect it to ratios and scale in a math class. Um, Just so many different ways that you could connect these things. And you said there's 380 tracks across the U.S. So being able to find a track nearby should be, um, should be relatively easily. It it is. And, and you touched on a couple really important things. When we were initially rolling this out, we were missing the earth sciences part of this. So yeah. we included this portion where students determine what type of soil they have through a variety of testing and what's the ideal soil for building a track. Yeah. Uh, and the answer is the answer is a sandy loam. If uh, for all you teachers, those earth sciences folks that are out there wondering, <laughs> but more, but more importantly, 
that to your point, when we are talking about scale and ratio, that's not a fourth grade concept. So we had to introduce it in a way that they would understand it. And, mm-hmm. and so we ended up talking about things that they know, which is through a Hot Wheels car or a Lego figure. Oh yeah, there you go. And, and, and right. And helping them understand that this is, you know, if this Lego figure was a, a human, it would be this tall and, and this is the ratio. And, and so it's things like that, that they can relate to. Um, and so this, this track is actually a scale replica. I won't, I won't ruin the fun for the teachers that are uh, interested and want to do the program, but it is an actual scale replica of a BMX track. Right. And if I, if I were you educators, uh, hop on Twitter uh, to USA BMX STEM or uh, hop on Facebook or Instagram to USA BMX Foundation. And yeah, just look at some of the pictures. It's incredible. And some of them even make them digitally, even on a computer too. Right, Mike? They, they do. They do. And so what we do is we provide them. It's, it's funny how you, you start off with a program idea and concept Mm-hmm. And you just give people kind of that open source learning and what they come up with. And oh. initially kids were sketching on paper. And I just saw last week in, in humble ISD down in Houston, students were making these four foot by five foot track designs on, on the wall. And I'm just, just blowing my mind what, what students are able to do. And then we've had some schools that have introduced using SketchUp or some AutoCAD it's yep. mind blowing what people come up with. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm imagining even you could probably uh, take some of the different terrain elements, you know, like a washboard or a ramp or a, a curve like that and probably even have some kids 3d print out some of those things as well. But there's, again, you give, give kids an idea and give them a little bit of that freedom to, to try something new and, and they'll run with it and um, really just amaze us when they come up with some different things. But that's so much of what STEM education really, really should be. Agreed. I, I, I totally, totally agree. So that's one of our programs. The other program is our is just our BMX STEM programs where students essentially take a bike. Uh, they pair up with another student and they take a bike to perform experiments, things like force, friction, resistance, circumference, speed. So if you and I were partners, mm-hmm. you're on the bike, I've got the clipboard, we're going to calculate your speed. We, we know that speed is just distance over time. Yep. Well, if, if it's just you and I on the bike and you're riding and I'm recording, that's one thing, but you start putting multiple kids on bikes. Now it becomes fun, right? Because my, my speed is 14.7 and yours is 13.9. Hey, how come I'm slower than you, Mike? I don't know about that. (laughs) Right. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden that you introduce competition and some fun and, and now you can start graphing some of this data and so through, through this program, students are able to use this, the, the bikes to perform experiments. And it's fascinating when you get a, a student out of the classroom on a bike and, and they're really able to really start exploring these different concepts. And so many times you'll see these teachers come back and, and, and tell us their students just open up and they're like, that's it. That's it. That's friction. Yeah. That's for, you know, and, and somehow when you're talking about it in the classroom and you're reading a description and words on the paper, oh, yeah. you, you know, I was, I was that kid. I was, I needed to be a visual hands-on learner. Think about all those different kids in your classroom that are, that are like that. They, their eyes just gloss over when you start talking about some of those sciency aspects. But if you can actually get them to experience it hands-on, firsthand. I know one of the things, like, so if, they, if a teacher goes to usabmxfoundation.org and clicks on the educational programs, uh, you can see all the different things that go along with this. You can see some of the things about track modeling, the STEM program. 
Uh, there's even some different resources to download. But one of the things I was looking at is just the idea of coasting and having a kid's test like the scientific method. What if you're coasting while standing? What if you're coasting while sitting? Um, and just those things. Absolutely. And, and so that pedal coast and balance uh, whole lesson was one of our, our greatest successes and one of our greatest failures. I won't, I won't <laughs> you know, I will, I will tell you that I learned the right way and long way to shimmy on a bike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you're exactly right. And, and is it sitting? Is it standing? Is it leaning forward just a little bit? You know, what is, what is, how do you get and gain that momentum? And so um, there's eight different chapters and plus there's some additional extra credit download chapters. That's really what started it all. And, and, you know, so now we've got almost 4,000 bikes in schools across the country. Um, you know, we, we have almost 225,000 kids going through our programs each year. We're at the point now where, you know, every day we have thousands and thousands of kids going through these programs and, and the feedback that we get from teachers on all of them, it is just, it's just incredible. And the last thing I'll say about both of those programs, the track modeling and the STEM program, what I found right away was I wasn't using our biggest asset correctly. I would go out to a school and I would talk to these kids about the program. And while they were having fun, I'm, I'm still a, almost a 50 year old guy. It's <laughs> boring. And yep. we bring these BMX athletes out, the, the, you know, these men and women, these Olympic medal winners, these world champions, the kids just completely light up. So that's one of the other things we have on our page is bring an Olympian to your school. Yep. And you can, you can see there's several videos on there that talk the, the video uh, that showcase the, the riders and some of the messages. It's not just a rider coming out and, you know, like, Hey bro. And a Q and a, and I love to ride. <laughs> they have a very, you know, they have a very positive and inspirational message. And you'd yep. be surprised. Most of these, most of these um, Olympians, they did not have it easy. And, and to, to perform at that level requires an amazing amount of dedication and, and, and really failure. I know we've talked about it a couple of times, yeah. But what these athletes have gone through to get there is, is, is incredible. Yeah. And just to, just to mention uh, right away on, on the homepage on the USA BMX foundation.org, there's a video of Donnie Robinson, uh, you know, a BMX athlete, and he's sharing his story in front of a school. And uh, yeah, that was, it was motivation. It wasn't just, you know, maybe like that stereotypical, you know, I can ride a bike and uh, I'm cool. It was so far from that. It, it, it really is just a neat thing when we can engage kids like that. So agreed. And, and, and just a note on that, I wouldn't be where I am today doing the things that we're doing in the foundation if it wasn't for Donnie. Yeah. And, and it was really that connection with him and where he was at in his career and he, he and I linking up and, and really hatching this whole plan. Um, I just owe so much uh, to him and, and, and I'm so, so grateful for his involvement. And so, um, you know, we have a, we have a wait list to bring Olympians to our school and we've got all sorts of medal winners and, and people from all over the country. Once people hear Donnie speak, that's who they want back every single time. Yeah. Now there's also like some different programs that are called read to ride, um, and different things like that. Uh, you got, you got a little bit of information about that too, Mike. Again, we're chatting with Mike Duvarney. He's the executive director at USA BMX STEM foundation. And the read to ride program is really, really simple. We wanted something that would cover a whole school or school district mm -hmm. is what we're seeing now. Students read, they tally their minutes, the top uh, readers from each grade level get different prizes. The mm -hmm. top reader for the school gets a bike and a helmet. It's really that simple. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And and again, just another way to help connect kids with with learning and a reason to learn. Like like you talked, Mike, when you were a kid, you you liked learning, but that whole school thing just didn't didn't click for you. And and we have a lot more kids that I think really feel like that today, even even with a lot of educators doing a lot of new and and neat and and great things to connect. Maybe just something as simple as as teacher bringing a bike into their classroom and saying, hey kids, uh, have you ever taken apart your bike? Do you ever, do, can you tell me what are some of the things that, that are designed on this bike? And just getting the kids to think about it differently than hopping on and, and pedaling. Well, it's funny you say that. We, we have a resource that's going to be going up here shortly and we're forming a partnership with the National Association of Children's Museums. Okay. And, and the children's museums, there's you know, 300 plus children's museums around the country. And one of the things that is lost, I think, in today's world is students don't realize the amount of mind materials that are in a bike. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the different elements that, that, and, and, and components that are, are required to build a bike. And so this, this piece that we're going to have is we're going to have this kind of four foot by six foot diagram of a bike and all of the 110 different elements, minerals that are, that are in this bike. Wow. Where, where they come from, but then have a life-size bike, but then also have some of the raw elements in yeah. their native form there for students to see. And so to me, there's just such, like you said, there's so much to learn on a bike. And, and, and one of the biggest challenges we had when we first started was aligning it and, and trying to be somewhat focused. We had stuff in there about frame design and geometry and and different gear and gearing ratios. And now we're getting up in the middle school, high school level. And right, so we right. really had to pair it back and say, okay, we're going to focus specifically on elementary. And so we're working with a couple different groups. Like I said, the Children's Museum, National Association of Children's Museums is one of them. But the other one is we're going to start offering some free downloads for middle school and high school educators that they can explore some of these concepts and, and, and take them and, and, and extrapolate them out around frame design, you know, around uh, the geometry gearing ratios. Those are things that require a lot more time and a lot more effort. And it really takes a dedicated teacher to dive into that. Yeah. And I think a lot of teachers too are looking at those kinds of things, especially high school teachers as a, as kind of a new renewed emphasis on, on CTE classes where kids are welding and kids are uh, looking at different things like that. And then also just those types of entrepreneur and design thinking type classes where maybe, maybe a kid says, Hey, I can't be like that pro athlete at biking, but I can take them apart and I can fix them uh, or I can assemble them and um, I can redesign them and make them into something better you know, like an, like an engineer does every day. Cause I work at a summer camp and sometimes a kid will walk up to me, Hey, my bike is broken. Cause they've got uh, bikes there. And I'll say, okay, then let's fix it instead of me fixing it. You know? And I think parents often do that real quick. I'm just going to fix it or let's take it somewhere and get it fixed, but stop and just say, what's wrong. Let's figure this out. But we went to a school and we knew when we were pulling up that this was going to be a special school. And uh, we went and spoke with the students, had a great time. And we always do an autograph session with the pro athlete afterwards. And so many yep. kids were coming up and saying, I love to ride, but my bike is broken. And I'd mm-hmm. love to do this, but my bike is broken. Mm-hmm. And so philanthropic side of me said, you know what? Bring your bike to school tomorrow. We'll stay after school and fix it. Yeah. And, and so I went to, uh, went to the store and, and, and grabbed some basic things that we would, we we're going to need, came back 
And so we come rolling up to the school about an hour before school's about to get out. And the principal says, I need to talk to you. I, just said, <laughs> uh, uh, I said, okay. And he says, I want to make sure I understand this. You are going to be fixing these bikes today. I, yeah, I've got myself. I've got this other athlete here. We're going to, he's like, okay, next time you, you, before you pull a stunt like this, will you let me know? I said, uh, oh, is it okay? Is everything okay? And we walk outside and there's this just whole infield of bikes. There must've been 40 <laughs> bikes. Wow. And I just looked at him and I, and he said, have fun. <laughs> so we had to make another run. We had to make another run to the store. Yep. And, and, and we made, made a run to the store and we ended up fixing all of those bikes. And there was a bike that needed a new chain. There was a bike that needed new handlebar or grips. Yeah. Um, but most of them, most of them were really just tubes and tires. And one of the things that kids learn in our STEM program is that a tire and a tube is a system and they have to work together and how they work together and how to fix it. And you would be surprised how many students these days do not understand that basic concept. And so um, it's, it's incredible. And one other thing I want to yeah. mention, you touched on it briefly and it's yeah. so, so key is last year we did a contest uh, giving away a 3d printer. Oh yeah. And so we, we gave away this 3d printer, but part of the deal was we connected them with a, one of our, our suppliers called box components and box components makes all sorts of components. They make um, crank arms, you know, they make handlebars, they make forks, they make a variety of different things for bikes. And, and really what they did is that with this elementary school, they walked through their engineering design process and the very thing they start with is a sketch. And from the sketch, they actually 3D print something. And from that, then they, you know, they, they, they go in through a CNC machine and make, you know, make an aluminum version of it. And yep. then they go and actually cast it and do it. And so they walk through that process with the students. And then, so this next year in early 2020, we're going to do this again. We're going to give away a 3D printer. But what we want to do is we want students to come up with their best product for a bike that hasn't been invented. Yeah. And, and, it, you know, and, and so you talk, you mentioned 3D printing just briefly, but it, again, it's, if you give students that blank slate, it's amazing what they'll come up with. So one of the things yeah. that we want to do a better job of is connecting students to all the different opportunities that are in sports. You, yeah. you nailed it. Like this, a lot of people don't know for the, for the 2020 Olympics, two countries get three riders each. Then the next two countries get two riders and then everyone else gets one rider. Wow. Well, it's not a big field. There's 24 men, 24 women. And so the thing about that is if you want to be a world champion BMX rider, that's great. But for the other 99.9% that aren't going to make it, exactly. they need nutri nutritionists, bike engineers, you know, all of these, you look at the team that supports these athletes, it's incredible. So just because you're not on the bike doesn't mean you can't experience the opportunity. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yep. And that's such an important lesson for every kid to realize because a lot of kids, I mean, they'll see that person that's front and center. They'll see that athlete. They'll see that musician. They'll see that person, that actor, that actress in a movie they're watching. But to know all those people behind the scenes who are doing incredible jobs each and every day. Um, such, a, such a good reminder, Mike. Um, a couple last questions for you. And again, I want to remind everybody to check out usabmxfoundation.org. Um, future of STEM education. Um, what do you, where do you hope that it, it heads towards, Mike? My hope is that we do not have to use the acronym STEM or STEAM anymore, if I'm being honest. I think that we yeah. need to get to the point where it's so woven into our curriculum and our daily lives that it's, 
it, it doesn't have to be something that we feel like we have to force in there. It mm-hmm. just becomes the new normal because it's so important. So that would be my, that would be my hope. That's awesome. I, I agree. That's why I call this the STEM Everyday Podcast because I want, I want STEM to be something that we do every day with our kids. So um, right, right on, Mike. And, and last question, which I like to ask everybody just to kind of get a, uh, an idea of, of the person behind the, the interview. Uh, if you could sit down and have dinner with somebody, some scientist, some engineer, past or present, who would that be, Mike? You know, I'm really, really lucky and blessed. I've got an incredible job and, and get a chance to work with, like I said, some of these Olympic medalists, future Olympians. Yeah. Um, and if you, and people go to our social media, you'll see we partner with Nickelodeon. So, oh, wow. you know, we're, we're, we, right. So we just gave away a bunch of bikes and SpongeBob and Patrick were there. We go to, you know, a bunch of, we, we get to do a lot of fun things. But in addition to that, we, we get to meet all of these teachers around the country and meet so many educators that are doing so many great things. So I would say for me, it's going to be 50, 50. It's either going to be with Dwayne, the rock Johnson, <laughs> because I, and, and I'll tell you why I just think he transcends every single part of pop culture yeah. um, and physical fitness. And, yeah. and just, he, I just think he's an incredible human. Or I would say uh, Mr. William Blunt, who was my biology teacher from high school, uh, that really instilled that sense of, of, of learning in me. Um, and so he just recently passed this last year. And so I would love, I never got the chance to show him what we were doing. So I'd love to sit down and tell him all the great stuff we're doing. That's awesome. Um, instilling that interest in, in learning is such an important thing that we as educators have an opportunity to do every day. Uh, take advantage of that opportunity teachers and, um, and hopefully, maybe you got some great ideas from Mike today of how you can connect BMX and bikes and riding and those kind of things with the, the education going on in your classroom already. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You are so welcome. Thank you for the opportunity and, and appreciate your time. And definitely find Mike on Twitter at USABMX STEM or head to USABMXFoundation.org to connect and find out more about all the different things that they offer. And thanks again for listening to this episode of the Step Every Day podcast, where we're just trying to help you have more great ideas to be able to add more of that inspiring learning into your classroom every day. Subscribe on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. Uh, please leave a review if you can, because that helps more people like Mike find the podcast and connect with me and be able to share their stories as well. Uh, connect with me on Twitter at Daily Stem or at DailySTEM.com, and we'll talk to you again next time. You've been listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find out more information about this or other episodes, please visit RemarkableChatter.com or DailySTEM.com.